0: Um, okay, so, Doc, we, we got a ton of questions that came in, and I, I want to get okay. to those. You got any updates for us before we jump into that?
1: No, we've been very busy. You know, it's Father's Day week. We got a bunch of specials for the fathers, and uh, so it's been real busy. But um, as always, we enjoy, you know, helping people out with their health. It's always fun. Never work. It's just, it's just good, fun work, enjoyable. So, had a great week so far.
0: Um, well, one of the medications you talk a lot about it, it actually has a has, uh, it's the subject or, or topic of our first question here. Um, so I'm going to jump in uh, just because uh, I, I, I know you're passionate about this, which is kind of it's interesting. I recently started taking Adderall. Should I continue taking L-tyrosine and 5-HTP? Can Dr. Rogers speak a little on the drug tonight? Pros and cons?
1: Yeah, of course, you know, we treat a lot of adult ADD. Uh, It's so common. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I love Adderall as a medicine. You know, it's a class two drug, so it's pretty highly regulated um, because it's a stimulant. Um, A lot of times the non-stimulant medications for ADD, like Stratera, just don't work, probably don't work about half the time. And then the other half the time it may cause a side effect or be very expensive. So I don't use much Tratera, to be honest with you. Um, You know, I do like L-tyrosine. You know, you can almost, if you have ADD, you can try L-tyrosine first and see if you that may do it without Adderall. Um, And L-tyrosine does kind of work synergistically with um, the 5-HTP, which is L-tryptophan, basically. Um, At night, take the tyrosine in the morning, uh, 5-HTP at night. Um, and you can add them on to Adderall. I mean, they don't interact. A lot of times the uh, L-tyrosine especially makes the Adderall work better. But it's controversial. You know, I mean, you have to know what you're doing when you treat uh, ADD, but some of the most um, thankful patients come back in and Adderall in, in like and like ants and or some other ones in that same category, um, you know, it changes their life. I mean, they're able to get their work done and um, be happier, sleep better, um, interact better. It's just a really interesting thing. And usually when you have um, ADD, you've had it your whole life. You just get to a point where um, you maybe become overwhelmed with um, your job or, you know, you're having a multitask and and all, and it just helps you organize. Um, I do recommend that when I use it for people, that they follow up with me closely. Um, there's very few contraindications to it, really, um, and my patients just don't abuse it. Um, you you could, you know, I've heard of college kids, um, you know, selling it to other college kids and that type of thing. I don't encourage that for sure. But, um, you know, we give you the, the quiz, talk to you about uh, treatment. I like you to take breaks from it when you don't need it. That way you don't get tolerant to it. And I don't like to work, work your dose up real high. But uh, um, it really works pretty well. We don't use it for weight loss, really, but um, it definitely helps binge eaters. Vivance, the cousin of Adderall, because they studied it and because it's a non-generic medication, has been – approved by the FDA for adult binge eating disorder, which is the most common adult eating disorder there is. So it definitely helps um, weight loss in that way. So sometimes you're helping people out in other ways. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times somebody will come in for weight loss and we decide to use a short term course of phentermine, which is also a stimulant. And they come back in, they they're down to their, the weight they like to be at and, but they didn't, they tell you, I hate to stop taking it because, you know, I was getting all my work done. I was organized and, uh, they have ADD. So you start talking about that a little bit and you can switch them off to Adderall, uh, which is good for maintenance. You can, if me, you can get tolerant to it. So, but certainly I do like L-tyrosine. Uh, I've had a lot of grateful patients on Adderall. You know, we monitor it close. We have to dot all our eyes and cross our T's when we prescribe it. But um, a lot of, a lot of grateful patients with that, especially if you're struggling, uh, especially with your job or school or that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, um, come in and we'll talk about it. Uh,
0: so you think you think take them together? You can still take them together, Adderall with with the tyrosine and five htp
1: Yeah, definitely can. I, I don't. I wouldn't start them together. Oh. But uh, if you think you may have ADD and just want to try an over-the-counter medication, try L-tyrosine. Um, and then if it doesn't work or it doesn't work enough, then come in and we may put you on uh, a, a stimulant medication.
0: What are the cons to Adderall? Um, yeah, I know how much you love it. Uh, there are certainly um, cons.
1: Well, I mean, you could... You know, you could get overly dependent on it for sure. You could work your dose up too high. You could lose too much weight with it because it does suppress your appetite. It can dry your mouth out. Um, People may steal it from you because it works so good. Um, Again, when when you treat ADD, you want to, you know, do a comprehensive treatment. Like there's other things you can do um, as far as organization and things that don't involve medicines um you know like organizational skills and um you know maybe in relationships uh you know getting more help with those if you if you have that kind of problem but um so there's a lot of other ways to to treat that i've just found that adderall really changes lives and that's not that everybody shouldn't take it it's just if you're having a problem but taking breaks from it, not working your dose up too high. Um, you know, a lot of people think that we're an Adderall nation. I think there was a book written about that. Um, but, you know, on the right patient, um, it's really, it's really helpful. I, I, don't, I think there's more pros and cons if you do um, uh, truly have ADD or ADHD. Um, but don't get dependent on it. Um, you know, people worry about. Well, does what does this do after you've been on it years and years, long term? can it cause um, increased rates of dementia? I've never seen that, but um, so there's a lot of controversy about it. But you keep the doses right, you take breaks, you do it responsibly, and if you need it, then then it really it really does help um, people a lot in a lot of things, if their jobs or relationships, their sleep their well-being that type thing
0: all right thank you for that question it's such a uh, pertinent question I know a lot of people uh, have asked us about Adderall so thank you for for sending that in over email Um, let's see here this is a this seems to be a prostate question Um, I am a 60 year old male and have problems with frequent urination my family doc ordered a prostate ultrasound and everything was okay he put me on Flomax, flow max and it has helped a little any other suggestions. I know this is something you, you, uh, deal with every single day in your clinics. Uh, what, what's your yeah. thoughts on this?
1: And I deal with it personally as well. Yeah. Um, most men, by the time they get, you know, in their sixties, uh, their prostate enlarges and they may have to get up, you know, at night to urinate, um, have a hard time with flow, etc. Um, you know it can really cause a lot of discomfort a lot of sleep loss and uh, very common um and then you have to screen for prostate cancer of course um you know i prefer getting a prostate mri which is available now around this area it used to be i had to send them to uh, chattanooga or atlanta um, so i definitely if your PSA's Getting higher, and you're worried about prostate cancer. I like the MRI better than the ultrasound. Um, but uh, some doctors in other cities actually do a, an MRI uh, guided biopsy of the prostate if they see an area that they, they think is cancer rather than just 16 blind sticks with a huge truss needle uh, that can be very uncomfortable and cause infection, etc. Um, but So there's a lot of misinformation about, you know, prostate cancer, biopsies, all that. Um, Certainly prostate cancer kills about 30,000 American men a year. So you need to take it seriously. Um, PSA is not a perfect test. So um, it will uh, go higher when your prostate gets bigger. So it's not, if your prostate, if your PSA is going up, don't freak out and think you have prostate cancer. It's most likely Non-prostatic uh, hypertrophy enlargement. Um, so it's good that your ultrasound was okay, and certainly Flomax is is a pretty good medicine, you know, for helping you not get up at night, helping your flow. Um, we also use it for kidney stones in all men and women, but you know it can have certain sexual side effects that may not be pleasant. Um, I prefer daily Cialis, 5-milligram Cialis. I think it works as good or better than Flomax uh, and without the, you know, of course it helps erectile dysfunction, which you can get as a result of BPH. Um, and another one that I like that I personally take um, is uh, Doxyzocin. It's an alpha blocker, a blood pressure medicine, but um, I like it a lot. I like it better than Flomax. Um but the gold standard is probably at least starting out with the daily Cialis at five milligram. Uh, so, you know, don't drink fluids at night much and, um, you know, try to keep your prostate healthy and do your screenings. Your doctor needs to actually check your prostate once a year with a digital rectal exam, which also screens for rectal cancer. So, uh, that's a, that's an important part of the, the physical exam and any man over 50 for sure, you know, I usually start men at 40 screening their prostate. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunately a hassle for men as they get bigger. And there's a lot of other ways to take care of um, your prostate. If the med- medications don't work and you, know, you can't urinate very well and it's miserable, which it can be, you can – they used to ream it out, you know, with um, you know something, something called a TERP, transurethral prostate excision. And – uh, that's painful. It's a tough one. Uh, they've tried using steam, laser, cold, all kinds of different mechanisms, and they work. Um, but now they have a, something called a Euro Lift, which is a lot easier, uh, where they go in, and the urologist puts brackets in there, and it opens it up. So I think that's a probably a better way to do it if you qualify. If you have a huge prostate, that's not going to work. But um, there's certainly surgical procedures that help. And, uh, you know, it's just the prostates are tough. Prostate problems are, are tough. So it come back, come talk to a guy like me who does a lot of prostate evaluations or certainly a urologist. And so there's several different options. Start with the medications. If they get worse, you might consider a procedure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not fun having a large prostate as you get older.
0: Uh, great suggestions there. Thank you so much for that question, uh, especially since it's it is June, uh, which is Men's Health Month, so it's top of mind uh, certainly for us. It was the topic of uh, your Common Sense MD uh, episode today, uh, just on you know the importance of men's health and uh, prostate, the PSA. You know, it's a it's a it's a, a topic that um, a lot of people will talk about, and there's some you know uh, things that people disagree on. So, um, it's it's a, it's a really good thing to talk about. So thank you for that answer. And thank you for that, uh, question really timely. Um, okay. This is a, a thinning hair question. Uh, do you think the ontogeny C shampoo would help with mere, uh, male pattern baldness, or is that simply for actual thin as in fine hair, as opposed to hair that is thinning, you're losing it. Uh, and it goes on to say due to follicles being shut down or damaged. Um so this is an, an ontogeny C question, um, which is a shampoo we talk a lot about.
1: Um Yeah, I like ontogeny C as far as thickening up your thin hair, that works really good. I use it a couple of times a week myself, and I think it definitely helps. It's the only shampoo I've seen that really kind of helps. A lot of people claim things help. That's the one I've seen that does work. It's not as great for male pattern baldness as it is for thinning hair. It's a great question. Um You know, male pattern baldness is genetic for one thing. And, uh, but there's a lot of things you can do for that as well. Um, We always, uh, so look at your family history and then uh, we check a lot of dihydrotestosterone levels. Um, You know, when testosterone converts to DHT, dihydrotestosterone, it causes two things (laughs) prostate enlargement and. Uh, baldness, hair loss. So um, they kind of go hand in hand. That's why we use a medicine called finasteride. I didn't talk about that with the BPH, but um, finasteride or proscar, it will actually shrink the prostate because it blocks DHT. The problem with proscar is I do not I do not like that drug at all. Um, it takes six months of it. You used to know if it's going to help. And then it causes a lot of side effects. I just don't like um, ProScar for prostates. Now, sometimes we use it for uh, in low doses um, to grow hair. So I'll do that even sometimes in women that aren't of childbearing age. So I use I use finasteride sometimes in that manner uh, because it blocks DHT. So um, you know, we actually even do PRP injections in the scalp which seems to work really well for Male pattern baldness. The thing about it, you want to catch it early. Uh, we also use spironolactone a lot, which is a DHT blocker pill uh, as well. It's a diuretic. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, when you're losing hair, you got to check all the other stuff. You know, like your thyroids, your iron levels, and that type of thing. Uh, so, you know, a lot of As a female, you can get male b- pattern baldness as well. You know, I mean. You know, female hair loss is very common as well. Um, high, very high percentage as you age. And sometimes men don't mind losing their hair as much as women do. Um, well, let- but great question. Great question.
0: Uh, I, I did notice. I, I we had a, uh, a, a string of questions um, uh, around this topic, and and I, I think I, I, I might have put them put them up in the wrong order. So the the first question I do think was, do you think finasteride is a finasteride is a good slash safe thing to take to help with male pattern baldness for a twenty something male? Um, and and I yeah okay.
1: Yeah, I do. You know, in very low doses, it's not to shrink your prostate. That's a five milligram dose. One milligram, uh, which is actually marketed for uh, male pattern baldness, uh, usually doesn't cause a side effect like that. So a lot of young men that have that family history, they're, they're starting to get thin. I'll put them on a one milligram finasteride. And I usually do a, a full dose and they quarter it. So it's a whole lot cheaper to do it that way. So I do have people on that. Now we're using a lot of topical, you know, finasteride products that even mixed with Latisse, you know, the thing that grows your eyelashes out and a couple other, uh, um, hair growth enhancers. So we, we order it from the compounding pharmacy. So I like the topical, um, well too. Um, and if you do have, you know, a couple times a week, in addition to Ontogeny C, you, you might want to use a, uh, Dandruff shampoo to clean your those follicles out just a little bit. So, um, a lot of it's hormonal. You know, we, of course, you know, in general, hair loves estrogen, doesn't like testosterone too much if it's converting to dihydrotestosterone. So, great, great topic.
0: And, and in this, this will continue this topic because we're getting into dihydrotestosterone here. Uh, is, there, is there a way to test to see if DHT is the cause of the hair thinning to even know if you are treating it the correct way? It seems they've done four times a PRP, which has not helped.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. You just do a blood test to look at your DHT levels. And, you know, if you get PRP, you definitely need to go on a, uh, a dose of finasteride, whether it's topical or oral. Uh, and some montaging. There's some other things that will help. Um, But yeah, I've had very few people that that PRP the scalp didn't help them, but I always put them on the other stuff as well and and look at all their their labs just to see because they may need spironolactone as well.
0: Super cool topic. Thank you so much for those questions. I see people coming in. Welcome, everybody. We're getting ready to uh, take live questions from Dr. Rogers, so stick around. Ask your question. Uh, I see uh, Molly here. I see Kathy. Welcome. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, let's get to uh, where are we at here. Let's get to a uh, vitamin question. I basically take all of my supplements: omega three, vitamin D three, K two, C plus quercetin, zinc, CoQ ten. NAD plus B12 together at 1 11 a.m. meal. Um, is this okay? Uh, I know Dr. Clark's here. He'll probably have some suggestions as well on Facebook. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Doc?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll take, I'll take a lot more than that at lunch. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to really time, your, time them all proper time. That's something we need to do a podcast on. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead and take them. Uh, you know, it's not going to hurt you. You know, you know you're going to absorb them. You know, you may absorb some things better on an empty stomach, but um, you know, certainly the zinc you have to take with something on your on your stomach or you get real nauseated with it. So, I think it's okay. You can sometimes take C and B's on an empty stomach, Um, but that's that's a great a great comment. But yeah, it's better not take them at all for sure. That's the way I do it. All right. Thank you. Go ahead. People get busy. They can't, you know, set an alarm for different vibes at different times. You know, it's just not real practical. So,
0: yeah, that's something we should, you know, we should talk a a little bit uh, about at some point. It's just like the idea of being practical uh, with optimal in terms of, you know, supplementation because there are, you know, it can get, to be a lot, you know, and uh, I see Doctor Clark made a comment here. I'll put this up for the for the YouTube folks who can't see it. It helps to take your fat soluble foods with the meal and and with a little fat in it. It's a great rule of thumb there. Uh, thank you for that and for the people on YouTube. Yeah. You guys can check that out uh, from yeah. Doctor Clark. Um, for sure. All right, guys. So what we're gonna do, um, Tracy? I see you're here. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out. Um, we're gonna take live questions now. Uh, this is the part of the show where Uh, You guys put in questions uh, who are with us live. Uh, The questions you just saw came in in, uh, throughout the week uh, through email as well as our different social channels. Um, Rachel, um, Ike is, I I know Ike is around, but we'll have to get
1: Ike in here before the show's over. I can. <laughs> we'll do. He's we'll out do, in the yard playing. He's out in the yard playing.
0: We'll, we'll have Ike stay around. Uh, maybe Ike's the one who picks the the winner of of a free Digest Shield bottle, uh, if if he's capable. <laughs> but we'll bring him. We'll bring him at the end where we're not concerned about uh, Wi Fi uh, interruption.
1: I probably need to get Ike on a little Digest Shield because he had a few messes today according to jenny and she wasn't real happy with ike that's probably why he's in the yard right now but he is a puppy so <laughs> <laughs> he gets a pass he's not quite trained yet <laughs> but we need to get ike in here hold, hold on i think he's coming there he is there
0: you go he has a- he- this is for rachel and, and i know katie was wanting to, to see ike too there he is uh
1: there, there's little ike you can't even see his eyes there he goes. All right. There he is. He's a cute dog, isn't he? He's a, he's a cute
0: <laughs> one. And uh, and now uh, Rachel's saying Ike's the star of the show, no longer yourself. Um, he's definitely
1: better looking than me, that's for sure. <laughs> Bad boy. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's get, to, let's get to some questions here. We, I see him coming in. I want to okay. make sure we get to everybody's question. Uh, All right. Ike, thank you for coming in, man. I love you. Go out and play. Go out and play. Thank you. All right, let's get to let's get to Jack's question here. Uh, what suggestions do you have for someone having chronically low potassium on the keto diet?
1: You know, you definitely need to take some electrolytes. I don't know what other medications you may be on that may be depleting it. Um, if you're drinking a lot of water, but the keto diet in itself should not deplete your potassium enough to where it's going to. Um, bothered. I did see a patient a day with a similar problem. They were just really like 3.4 on their potassium. 3.5 is normal. So more electrolytes. Um, You know, a lot of people take, uh, we have a form of magnesium with potassium that, that they take if they tend to run a little bit low on their potassium. Uh, So that's what I suggest for, for those people. But um, you know, uh, it'd be nice to see what your sodium is running too. you know, if it's running uh, high or low as well. Um, I'm, I like salt too. Um, especially if you're on a keto diet. Um, the problem with the keto diet, it's hard to stick to it. Um, for ever. Some people can do it. And I love low carb. Sometimes you might want to play around with just getting on a low carb diet and not going all the way to keto. But, uh, just because it's kind of tough, but if you can do it, I'm all for it. Um, you're certainly gonna lose weight, you're probably gonna have more energy, and you're gonna burn your own fat, that's for sure. So, but play around with it. look at your other electrolytes, maybe take an electrolyte drink, um, or maybe some magnesium with potassium. Uh, eat a lot of green leafy vegetables as well. Um, you know, vegetables are carbs, but they're. Low glycemic, and you can still eat those on a keto diet.
0: All right, thank you for that, Jack. I hope that helps. Um, let's see here where are we at. I see a couple questions coming in. Again, guys, if you have questions for Doc, put them in the comments, and we'll get to them uh, as soon as we can. Uh, Wendy is asking, what is the dose for LDN uh, to start on?
1: One milligram, um, very low dose. Uh, then after a week, I go to three milligram, and if it's not working as well as you'd like, I go to four and a half, 4.5, and sometimes I'll go even up to eight milligrams. I had an interesting case today where I, I put somebody on a micro dose of LDN, um, which um, she had a lot of autoimmune problems, fibromyalgia, I mean, all kinds of, plus history depression, but but also she was on uh, opiates, you know, mm-hmm. from a pain clinic. And so you got to be careful of that. But um, there's a lot of studies that show that microdosing, instead of one milligram on her, I put her on 0.1 milligram. I mean, just a really, really low dose. And there's a lot of evidence that that will actually make the pain medications work better and actually enable you to take a lower dose of pain medication. So it's not completely contraindicated in micro dosing for people that are on opiates and want to uh, get on a lower dose and not be dependent on, especially if they have other autoimmune problems uh, and problems with their weight. Um, you know, go, go back to look at the podcast on LDN. It's one of the best kept secrets of integrated medicine. It really helps a lot of, conditions like anxiety, depression, it helps for weight loss. It helps for almost any autoimmune disease. Uh, you can you can watch people's uh, thyroid peroxidase uh, antibodies come down that have Hashimoto's thyroiditis when you give them LDN, and, and it makes you feel better. I mean, it helps your body release its own uh, endogenous endorphins. So I really like LDN a lot. Um, Very safe. Yeah. uh, But one milligram, I know that's an expanded. Start out at one, go up to three, um, and see how you like it.
0: Um, How long does it take to to notice a difference, out of curiosity, with LDN?
1: Well, you're probably not going to notice much of a difference until you get up to the three milligrams. So I, I would give it two to four weeks before you make any judgment on it at all.
0: Okay. And I see Kathy just put in a question about, can you take LDN if you're on blood pressure medications? It's a common question, so I'm going to go ahead and grab yeah. that from, from Kathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. That, completely okay. okay to take with blood pressure medicines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you start anything, you know, watch your blood pressure and make sure, but I've never seen it cause a problem with it.
0: All right. Thank you for that comment there, Kathy. Thank you for the, for the question. Wendy, I'm going to go to YouTube here um from butch843 uh what do you think of trying a carnivore red meat diet for a period of time i've been fascinated uh with this topic uh i haven't done a deep dive on it yet but i but i want to a lot of carnivore fans out there what's your what's your thoughts on it
1: yeah i mean i have patients and friends who are on a carnivore diet and they're pretty dang healthy um you know everybody's a little different you know make sure you uh Are able to digest, you know, red meat for sure. You know, that's why I like the Cleveland Heart Panel. We check a TMAO level on that. That's a complex blood marker, but basically, if it's high like mine is, um, your gut bacteria does not digest red meat very well. And certainly, when I eat mine's high, when I eat red meat, um, It just tends to sit on. It tends to sit on my stomach. I saw a lady today with the highest TMAO level I've ever seen. Hers was like 115. I mean, mine's elevated at I think seven, but hers was 115.
0: What What Uh, does that mean? Like, does that mean she has
1: a lot of? She means she shouldn't eat red meat for one thing. But you know, she has. She needs her gut straightened out, and she's had a lot of. um, I'm still trying to dive into it. I've never seen one that high. She had cancer years ago and took some heavy doses of uh, Gleevec and then Imuran, I think, and that really played havoc with her gut. Has a lot of chronic diarrhea, which I put on another um, medicine day today called Colostyramine. But um, yeah, so some people can tolerate it; other others can't. Certainly, you know, uh, animal protein is is the the uh, probably the best protein, you know, as far as availability. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love the perfect aminos. I, I don't need a lot of red meat. I eat a lot of fish and a lot of vegetables. And, uh, but I take the perfect aminos and I really like perfect aminos. You know, look into perfect aminos, especially if you're working out a lot.
0: Just so you guys know, I was with, I was with dad, uh, this weekend and, and, uh, I think you're just finishing a workout, and you, and you were like, you were like, you need to start Perfect Aminos. You, you asked me, "Are you on them yet? Do you have them?" And uh, and I have not started uh, Perfect Aminos yet. I need to.
1: You're taking- yeah, it's really good, and I take Circ O two, which is a nitric oxide stimulant before my workout. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Ben, he surprised me this weekend. He came down to the my basement uh, workout center where I work out every day, and um, started taking pictures of me on my workout, my equipment that I had, and I didn't have a shirt on. So he said he couldn't, you know, you know, run it, uh, you know, on our Facebook or whatever platforms because I didn't have my shirt on. And I said, hey, I think these people want to see it. So I'll take a boat, <laughs> you know. You know, Ben said you may not want to see it, but I say they probably want to see it.
0: Was it so, you, you, look, you, you look too it's strong. Gussy,
1: you know. What you, was it? Yeah. You look too strong. It looked like I was on steroids or something. Yeah.
0: People are going to think there's no way that guy's just taking supplements.
1: <laughs> I don't think you can look too beefed up at 165 pounds <laughs> at six foot one. But, um, but anyway, we'll take a vote on it. We may publish them or we may not. So we'll leave, I'm going to, we'll uh, we'll, my vote trumps all and I'm going to say no. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to the fans. We'll leave that to all the fans. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I want to get Molly's question up here. Um, okay, so Molly, uh, I've been so sick for about 13 days. Uh, did stool samples, nurse uh, nurse positives. I, I had uh, C. diff but came back negative. Oh, nurse was positive. I had C. diff but came back negative. Rachel says get IV. If they could do it in the bathroom, I would. Uh, she'll speak to Andy tomorrow. But now I'm just getting weaker and worse. Could I have a false positive uh, C. diff test? That's an interesting question.
1: You could. I mean, gosh, you've been sick for 13 days, so something's going on with you, especially if you're having a lot of, you know, diarrhea-type symptoms. Um, I don't know if what happened to you. Usually if it's food poisoning, it happens really quickly after you eat the offending food, and then it gets better after about 24 hours. You know, sometimes you'll have a virus it will be prolonged. But if you have a bacterial infection of your gut like C. diff, you know, that's a lot more serious. Um, so you may need to repeat the stool test. Um, and you know, there's, there's other things. One thing you may want to try, um, is IGY. If I had that, I'd get straight on IGY, which we should have in our office. Um, you know, it's a hyperimmune egg. I, we talk about it a lot. It's too complex for me to get into how it works right now, but, um, it really helps, um, get rid of pathogenic bacteria and uh, you know, I'm sure they checked you for parasites and yeast and all that with the the stool test. But, uh, and sometimes if they don't look at it quick, like after you go to the bathroom, they're not going to be able to tell much. I usually like to get it to the, um, to the lab with an hour after you uh, give them the sample, you know? So yeah, I mean, IV would make you feel better too. And, uh, hopefully, it'll slow down and it find does, out. It does, get some IGY. Get some IGY. Uh, it, it,
0: it, Molly is saying she's taking Microbiome Shield, which, it, which is uh, IGY in our offices, another uh, supplement by uh, uh, Shield Nutraceuticals. Um, what we'll have to, I mean, it could be a false positive. Is that out of the question?
1: False negative? I'm oh, you know? sorry, false
0: negative. No, false positive. Yeah, it, oh, uh, it'd be a false negative.
1: Yeah, you said it was negative, right? Uh, Yeah, it came back negative, so it could be a false negative. Okay. Um, So, yeah, get it rechecked. Um, You know, the best thing to do would be get a GI map. That's going to take – you might might even want to go ahead and put that in now. It's going to take a while to get back. In the meantime, you know, you can take the advice my dad gave me, who was a colon surgeon. He said, when your stomach's upset – Quit eating. I mean, go on a clear liquid diet for right now. Um, you know, and, and see see if you don't settle down just a little bit. Even if you have to have an IV, it'll make you feel better. But clear liquids, no solids, for at least 24 hours.
0: Um, all right, real quick, let's get. Um, and this might be a Katie question. Uh, where do you get LDN?
1: Yeah, I mean. You can, we, we ordered, or you can get it at a compounding pharmacy
0: Uh um, place. All right. Thank you for that, Kathy. Uh, let's get to Tanya here. Uh, my son is 18, was pushing 350 pounds. He started about five months ago trying to lose weight. I'm very proud of him. He is now 265. Congrats. That's a lot of weight. Wow. Um, wow. The main thing he does is water, 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 mixed with organic lemons and raw honey uh, all day. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a comment. Okay, thank you. Uh, oh, I let's it. Mixed with organic lemons and raw honey every day. He's done a few of the lifestyle changes, but water has been the key for him. That's awesome, Tanya. Um, it seems that that's a, that's a comment, guys. You should, everyone should take a lot of encouragement from that. Uh, that's really cool. Really cool. Proud of your son, Tanya. That's incredible. Um, let's see here. Uh, awesome. Let's get to, to Mark on YouTube. Um, in your opinion, what are some of the most significant negative issues that have developed within the healthcare industry since the pandemic started? What are some of the positives? Uh, you know, we'll keep this we'll keep this PG.
1: Yeah, I gotta. Well, I gotta, you know, limit my answer on this a little bit. But uh, um, I mean, there's you know, there's been some. Uh, it's kind of exposed the the weaknesses in our healthcare system. For sure. Um, you know, there's so many varied opinions on this. And um, so, it, you know, it's it really a massive failure, you know, to, to handle this thing. I think we learned a lot, though. Um, a lot of stuff, which I, I really shouldn't mention because I like to stay on the air. But um, some of the positives are that um, people really have started to realize that. They need to ask questions. There's different opinions and there's no cookbook answer. Uh, You need to be treated as individuals and you need somebody you really can trust, um, you know, as your healthcare provider. Um, And, you know, one thing that I think is very true is that you, you know, if you have a problem or an illness, you need to treat it. You need to do something, you know, and and what happened at, at first, was it uh, doctors weren't allowed to treat, weren't allowed to treat. And, you know, you, you can't just tell somebody, yeah, you have this, and go home if, when you can't breathe, come back, you know, to the ER. You need you need to start treatment early. And, you know, we know a lot of stuff works. And so get somebody that will listen that has the guts to treat early. Um, and that's within anything Even again. outside – outside the box. That's with anything. I'm just talking about COVID. Um, Some of the positives, though, were what we learned about taking care of yourself. People that had good immune systems that were lean. I mean, there were outliers. Believe me, I saw so many different scenarios. But for the most part, um, COVID was deadly to a lot of people that are obese with low vitamin D levels. So um, the lesson there is take care of your immune system by taking vitamins, staying lean, getting sleep, exercising, getting out in the sun. Um, and also some positives, you know, telemedicine came to the forefront. We've certainly done a ton of it, uh, since COVID and with COVID, I bet I treated 3000 COVID patients with my team and, um, you know, a lot of great feedback from that, uh, we're still treating it. Um, So they allowed uh, you to treat by telemedicine uh, over state lines. So I think that was a big positive. So a lot of good things are going to come out of this, believe it or not. You you know, COVID was a bad deal. It killed a lot of people and some outliers. Uh, But, you know, I don't like um, some of the things we did with the fear, fear mongering and all that. But um, Real quick. When you
0: say outside the box type stuff, um, what does that mean to you in healthcare, just in general? Like, what is outside like the box? I
1: re- like using repurposed drugs and uh, vitamins. That's kind of outside the box. Um, you know, uh, natural medication, herbs, that type of thing um, that work. Um, even, you know, even given. Uh, like a Myers cocktail IV, that's kind of outside the box, and I certainly got them when I had COVID. And there's no question in my mind they helped me feel a lot better. Um, getting on high dose vitamins, that's outside the box. You know, most people don't; they have no clue that that really works. Um, so there's a lot of lot of things that we learn that will will come out of this. And main thing you should take a lesson from is take care of yourself and establish a good rapport with your healthcare provider that will listen to you and is willing to treat, you know? Um, and, so and, that's and a great question. That's great a, question, Mark.
0: Great question, Mark. And, uh, you know, and, and, also like, you know, looking for people who, who are, who think outside the box and, and, you know, it should be pretty easy to tell, I would imagine. Um, so let's, uh, actually we, we do have an article about like, um choosing a primary care physician uh and and like advocacy and and uh continuous learning are a big part of uh some of those you know things that you would look for or want to look for Um, i want to get rachel's question i saw it now i missed it um it's about ldn Um, rachel of course is uh one of our our wonderful ma's over in uh, the johnson city office um, and she is asking, why does LDN cause weird dreams?
1: Yeah, that's the only side effect I've ever seen with it. More vivid dreams. Cause you usually take it at night. If that happens and it bothers you, you just take it in the morning. Uh, it's still going to work. Um, you know, because probably I can't, I don't have a great answer for that, but probably because it, it helps your brain release its own endorphins, you know, so, um, The dream state is still very misunderstood. Nobody knows why people dream anyway. You know, it's part of REM sleep, uh, which is a restorative sleep. But there's so much we don't know about dreams, you know, what they mean and and that type of thing. Uh, But it definitely can cause you to have some more vivid dreams.
0: You know, I saw it gets
1: better. You get used to it.
0: Okay, so that is something that that does get better over time as you take it
1: usually yeah like uh, say, if you if, it, if you don't like it take it in the morning
0: one i uh, i got a a comment uh, on one of our posts um about melatonin saying that that caused them to have kind of vivid dreams as well yeah if you can. take if you take it during the day i guess you wouldn't have it uh, you still get some of the health benefit i get, obviously not the sleep yeah. benefit
1: yeah yeah there's if you follow dr schallenberg's stuff i mean he he is a huge believer of, of melatonin in large doses during the day for other uh, things. And it's really outside the box, but like cancer prevention, things like that. I mean, he, he has a lot of people taking 160 milligrams of it. You know, so. And it won't put you asleep unless you take it with darkness. So you can definitely take it during the day if you're looking at some of the other stuff. Look at Dr. Schallenberg's studies on it. Pretty smart guy.
0: All right. Um, Kathy is saying, I drink water all day, every day. Should I put lemon in it? Uh, What's your thoughts on lemon and water? Yeah,
1: I think you should. Yeah. Lemon definitely brings you some health benefits um, by changing the pH of the the water a little bit and drink. Don't drink real ice cold water either. I think you should drink kind of tepid water. I switched to that and it's a lot better for you. Um, But yeah, you should put lemon in. I I don't put it in it all the time, but I definitely put lemons in my water. Helps ease stomach pain and helps you digest things better. Um, may help reflux a little bit.
0: All right, so what we're gonna do guys now, we're, we're coming to the end of our time, but we got a free bottle of Digest Shield on the table here. Um, Doc, I'm gonna ask you, uh, cause we, 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 haven't, we haven't worked out our system prior to for a, for, for a question. Um, what are your thoughts? What could we ask the group here? We've got, uh, quite a few people here with us live. Um, what, what's a question? Uh, what is the question of the day? And the right answer gets a free bottle of digestion.
1: Okay. Um,
0: let's make it, you want to make it health, health oriented.
1: Yeah, let's make it health. Oriented. We haven't thought, we haven't talked about this yet. Obviously. Yeah, this is on the cuff, but question of the day, question of the day. Man, I, I'm, you put me on the spot for this one, but health question of the day.
0: What do you think? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we have a lot of smart people. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you get a Cleveland heart panel or just a lipid panel and your triglycerides are out the roof really high, What? What? besides heart disease, what other medical condition do you really have to worry about? This is actually a board question. I so ask all my medical students.
0: Repeat that, and then what we can do is uh, we'll we'll take we'll put in the put in the comments your answer, and I'll go by the timestamps, and the first one to get it will get a. uh, Looks like I'm already getting. uh, (laughs) I got two at the same time, seven fifty six. I got one for diabetes from Bianca. No, that's
1: not what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking that.
0: Belinda says diabetes. No. Kathy says stroke. No. Uh <laughs> I don't know if I should put Dr. Clark's answer up there cuz he's probably right.
1: <laughs> uh No, he's not. He's not what I'm not what I'm thinking. No. I mean, all these things could happen, but but this this is a really different. This is very specific. Okay. It's a medical board question for sure.
0: This is tough, guys. Um Mark is saying type 1 or type 2 diabetes? No. Okay, so repeat the question, and what we'll do is we'll continue to watch uh, the comments as we as we get off the show. Uh, Nicole says AFib? No. Okay. Uh, repeat the question for us one last I'm time. I'm glad
1: nobody's getting this. This is a toughie. I fool a lot of medical students with this. <laughs> what if your triglycerides are really, really high? What serious acute illness uh, can be a result of that and remember i said besides heart disease which is usually not that acute from uh having that high triglycerides
0: zach on on linkedin is saying stroke and acute inflammation of kidneys no mark is saying no. thyroid
1: no no i can't believe nobody's getting this
0: um so we will work on these questions, guys. <laughs> if nobody, Rainette saying heavy drinking. Heavy drinking. <laughs> Again, so we got a we got a, a free bottle of digestion Shield
1: here. Flip. Somebody's really close, Rachel. You just won this one.
0: Pancreatitis. Interesting okay deborah look, looks like deborah got it right at the end here uh, deborah said pancreatitis we're gonna we'll count uh, rachel
1: and deborah almost rachel said inflammation of pancreati- pancreas and deborah said pancreatitis so i think we ought to give them both a bottle for that that's a pretty tough one
0: all right all right so what we'll do is we will match uh the bottle from digest shield so we'll give out two today um rachel farmer and we've got uh deborah st john uh, for, for, to make sure that this happens, guys, will you message our Facebook page? Um, I'm, uh, I'm over that. So you'll see it. Uh, I'll see it. Uh, your address and we will, uh, get a bottle of digest shield, um, out to, to Rachel farmer and, and Debra excited to, to, to get that to you guys. Uh, man, that was a good question off the cuff too. Like I'm impressed
1: I always ask that to the medical students that train with me, the residents, you know, it's a, <laughs> I hammer that into them because it is a board question. Uh, well, guys, Rachel and Deborah,
0: I'm super impressed. Uh, so shoot us, uh, message us. on. Hey, fa- what
1: about these people? They probably could Google that, you know, how do we know they're not using Google? Well, what
0: we might have to do is figure out what questions, you know, are less likely to 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 be googled, but I trust Rachel and Deborah. I really do. Yeah. I I yeah, think I, they
1: their integrity is above board. I, mean, I have no <laughs> question about those. Two.
0: Uh Debra, I I I believe both of you guys and and it's actually a skill to be a good googler, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um it is. Doc, I appreciate the time tonight. Uh Guys, uh, winners of the free bottle of Digest Shield, uh, uh, message the Facebook page with your address. Uh, We will get a bottle out to you. Uh, Here's a question I want to
1: ask. uh, We'll take a poll for maybe next time. Would you rather see me work out with no shirt on or play guitar? (laughs) That's Uh, a toughie. How about both? How about doing both at the same time? I think we lose every single playing guitar. Playing guitar shirtless.
0: We'd lose every single one of our listeners. <laughs> and Dr. Clark sang guitar. He certainly doesn't want to see you work Dr. out Clark with him. Dr. Clark
1: can play good guitar. That's a he's a great guitar he's player. He is good. He's very he made good. He makes some of his own songs up, too. He played me one, <laughs> one of his original songs I was impressed with. Um,
0: uh, I, I see. I, I think the majority saying play the... Uh, oh, you know what? Rachel... So Rachel um, said that we talked about that when we reviewed my Cleveland panel. That's interesting. So in one, in one of Rachel, the visits.
1: Uh, you actually listened to me. I that's love great. it. That's good. You're, that's, that's a really good memory. I love it.
0: I love it. Well, Rachel, you deserve that ball of Digest Shield. Uh, uh, thank you so much for putting that in there. Deborah. we'll get you as well. Um, so what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to call it an evening Uh, doc thanks so much uh for the time tonight uh if we missed anything we'll get uh in the comments later on tonight Uh, it seems the overwhelmingly majority is saying uh saying guitar and i I, i'm not even sure if i can get on board with that uh so we'll have to yeah yeah we'll have to see i have to
1: get dr clark to kind of front me a little bit he can jam with me and make it sound a lot better
0: what it could do what we could do is have You in front of the camera, Dr. Clark on the side there playing, and while you're air guitaring, and then we'll reveal that it was Dr. Clark the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I won't take credit for that. Is that a Milli Vanilli situation? He can get on, he can get on, yeah, he can get on acoustic. I'll get on electric.
0: Uh, all right, guys, I love you guys so much. Thank you all for for hanging out with us. Be sure to check out you, uh, everything we're doing on the YouTube channel. we got videos coming out every single Tuesday. Uh, that is today. Uh, if you have not signed up for our weekly email, Performance Weekly, that comes out Tuesday at 1230. Uh, check that out. And uh, I know you're reading the comments. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all guitar. Nobody wants to see me work out for
0: sure. I, I told you, man. I told you. All right, guys. Love you. See you, Dad. I'll see you later, okay?
1: (laughs) Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this
0: episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.